welcome to another episode. Another episode. Another episode. <laughs> Matt and Brett love comics. Uh, I am Brett White. This is Matt Little. Yay! And this is our guest, Rebecca Eisenberg. Yay! Yay. Okay, I'm gonna clap like third grade. <laughs> uh, push your uh, palms together. Push your fingers <laughs> back. Uh, great. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll get into what we read in just a little bit because I think we're all. I'm still reeling, guys. Yeah, this is your fault. Yeah. (laughs) This is your fault. Uh, Yeah, we just wanted to, like, just chat up. Uh, Rebecca, see what was going on. What's what's hanging in your neck of the woods? I'm talking like the... Cody from Step by Step. Right you now. sound like you sound like uh, uh, an uh, an old police officer who's tried to infiltrate a, a high school full of teenagers <laughs> oh, wow. and talk like them. Yeah, on yeah. Jump Street. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, the TV yeah. show, and I'm actually 40 years old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Rebecca is here with us, and uh, Rebecca has uh, has a lot of, as they say, digital presence. Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. yeah, you do. You have way more than us. We spend uh, we we spend most of the day talking on GChat about how uh, how to get people to uh, follow us on Twitter. And yep. You have uh, you have several tumblers that. Oh, if you tweet about Walmart, you'll get like thirty new followers just trying to get you to buy things at Walmart. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. This yeah. is I did not know this. Walmart's a huge buzzword. I don't know why. I tweeted Walmart once and yeah. got a million links to things at Walmart. They were all scams, but then the people followed me, so that's, didn't really. That's fascinating. You know. Now, were they actual people or were they bots? I think they were bots, but you can't tell when you just look at the number. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah. That's, I, don't I, don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bots totally are awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a. Uh, it's it, it all it all adds up, yo. Yeah. Uh, so you have so you have a couple of different tumblers, and uh, you're pretty active on Twitter and everything. One of your mm-hmm. tumblers. Uh, that you run with your sister, yeah. uh, I spy a famous face. Yes. has quite a following, which yeah. is pretty exciting. Yeah, we we kind of started it at like three in the morning. It was just when most good ideas happen. Yeah, yeah. my sister was like, I kind of want to do this. I was like, all right, let's do it. It's a Tumblr. And There's no monetary investment. Yeah, yeah. my parents do. insist. My parents are like, can't you get a TV show to sponsor your Tumblr? <laughs> We're like, mm, mm. no. So for anyone listening that may not uh, know what this is, uh, why don't you why don't you tell them the um, it's what you got going Tumblr on? It's a Tumblr for, it's kind of like IMDb, but with snarky commentary. Yeah. Um, And it's just for all those times when you're like watching a show and you're like, oh, crap, that guy was also on this or oh yeah. my god isn't that flow the progressive commercial girl in Mad Men like oh, yeah. yeah yeah or if Mad Men season premiere isn't that Alex Mack yeah. yes as, uh, yeah yeah, yeah she was Cosgrove's who wife. also yep. recently appeared in Hawaii Five O oh, really wow, good yep. for her also That's Clarissa Clarissa's dad from Crystal Explains It All was in a previous season of Mad Men I think she's Allison yeah. Bree's dad on the show he's, I think? yeah he's Allison Bree's yeah. dad I think my last, sister spotted that one recently yeah. last night I uh, last night after. I was watching my DVR shows, CSI New York, mm-hmm. came on TV, and the guy that they were interrogating was one of the guys that was uh, a kappa in the uh, ABC Family Show Greek. Anybody <laughs> else? Am I the only fourteen-year-old girl that watched Greek Maybe. in this room? Yes. Is, wasn't there, there? Is there a gay subplot on that show? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's the only reason I've heard of it and considered yeah, watching watch it. But yes, it's fun. It's uh, it's I'm awful. It's <laughs> dumb fun. It's uh, basically like something that would have been on after Dawson's Creek oh, in okay. like 1998. I should also mention it's the blog is me, my sister, and then uh, two of our friends, Jen and Andrew, who I know from Froth. Yes, which is oh. how I know you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rebecca and I actually went to uh, the same college, not at the same time. I'm no. far <laughs> older than you. Um, He's and, 50. Uh, yeah, I'm 50. Uh, and and uh, uh, back then, 50 years ago, uh, I helped, uh, re- we worked on the same humor magazine called Froth with a PH. Yes. Uh, froth.com, if you're interested in uh, checking out some Froth Penn State collegiate humor. Is that very, is very, very different. Very different. Yeah. Uh, do not. Very different. No, no, that is, I think that one is associated with whitehouse.com. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see yeah. What we're doing. yeah. Excellent. So, do you have any other? Uh, do, you, do you have anything else uh, that you're that you're doing right now that you're excited about? Uh, I really just uh, the Tumblr stuff. Um, trying to think of other things to do, internet based, etc. But how does a Tumblr get that many followers? Is um, it just all through reblogging, or did you no. do like any type of like savvy stuff? 
Because I'm trying to get my Tumblr shirtless Riker at Tumblr.com. Oh, which is also his bedroom wall. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, I've there's a few places that you can go to get that off the ground, but I if if you I mean if you just start tweeting that at Star Trek related Ah. things, like when we started ours, I waited till we had maybe I don't know a decent amount of good posts, and then I messaged. Pop Culture Brain, uh, Pop Eater, all the like big entertainment tumblers, and just sure. said, "Hey, my sister and I just started this blog. We think it seems like something you'd be interested in." Yeah. And then they posted those ask messages, and we just started getting people in. And then when Tumblr started their entertainment spotlight page, oh, we emailed wow. and said, "Our blog qualifies for entertainment." So now, if you go to Tumblr and you do the, I don't know how you get to their spotlight thing anymore, but. It exists yeah. somehow, yeah. and I, through Google Analytics, I can see that's how most people find our. Oh, that's fantastic! Blog. So yeah, and we're like really diligent about tagging things because oh, people yeah. track tags for their favorite shows. Ah, so if yeah. you tag, you know, Mad Men, then someone sees it in Mad Men, and then they reblog it. That's how I find things. I have Colin Malloy. <laughs> of course, you do. Rich Summer. Uh... And then, well, I, I run xmeninyourface.tumblr.com. That's true. Which has 1,800-ish followers, which I, <laughs> which is a hill of beans compared <laughs> to I Spy a Famous Face. Yeah. But, uh... So, so you have a, so you have a lot of, uh, I, I know whenever we get together, we will, we'll drink and geek out about, uh, geeky TV shows. Yes. So tell us a little bit, um, about any backstory that you have with, uh, comics. Or have you, have you ever been a comics reader in the past, uh... Anything like that. I have aspired to be a comics reader. Aspired. In the past. Oh, wow. People want I, to be us now. Yeah. yeah. I've always yeah. been like, I wish I could read comics, but I read really quickly. Mm-hmm. So when you're just reading the like issue by issue, oh, you're yeah. like, oh, this is $3 for 20 minutes of my time. Yeah. Yep. It's like, 20. So, well, that's generous sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, like they, especially seven. when there's ads yeah. and stuff. I mean, they go really quickly. Um, my boyfriend is really into comics. Awesome. So. He and he, what he does is he gets his comics and then he like takes out all the ads and pulls the staples out and he gets them hand bound in yes! hardcover. Yes, books. I want to do this so He does badly. this uh, like diligently, he's uh, done it with tons of them. And so, what he'll do is he'll give me like all of Gotham Central, yeah. Oh man, and then I'm like, okay, I can just read all of this yeah. at once. Or yeah, he yeah, he gave me blankets and like a big yeah. omnibus thing or that's the Walking amazing. Dead omnibus. But once it gets to individual issues, I'm just like, uh. So that's why, like I, that's why I read about forty to fifty comics at a time. Yeah, <laughs> like I buy, I think forty a month. No, like thirty month, thirty a month, and then I also now, now that I have Comicsology, I do <laughs> an additional like thirty. I'm like, I have to. <laughs> I can't keep track of all these plot lines. It's, it's an so expensive habit. It's, so I'm like, I can't, if I get into it, then I'll be sucked into it, and then I'll yep. be spending money. Because it is, since it does read so quick, you're like, well, there's. let me just read another one. They use yeah. like, like, before you know it, you're reading like 30 different titles a month. And, and yeah. at any given moment, they could change everything, cancel all the plot lines, start yeah. over with something new. It's and true. And like, everything I just read was why. Yeah. yeah. Why. So That's, I know and, a lot of... About certain comics and plot lines and stuff, but I don't. I'm not a big comic book reader. Well, speaking of uh, reading something and saying why, why, <laughs> why, uh, let's turn to yeah. today's choice, okay. Brett's choice. Yeah, guys, I am the happy-go-lucky, <laughs> uh, never serious, big spandex superhero fan. But I was like, we've read two '90s Marvel things. Yep. So I'm gonna go. It's still '90s, which is fair. Which, yeah. which is totally fair. Yeah, it's it's, it's what 90 percent of my collection is. So, <laughs> uh, so I went with. I, I actually I keep a database of all my comic books and every issue I read. I grade it on a scale of one to ten with decimal points. So it's really, I've seen this. This is this is <laughs> yeah. not a bit. It's really this is one to one hundred, but it's one to ten. So I think this has like a nine point two or nine point four. Yeah. It, it, I just went. And it, it is the highest ranked non Marvel comic book I think uh, in my database. So I was like, okay, here we go. We'll read this one issue. Uh, Sandman number 14, which is part of the Doll's House storyline, but I do believe the Doll's House uh, like story arc was actually just a bunch of single issues, if I yes. recall correctly. So it's not like this is part five of a thing that you have to have read the first four parts of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and sort of, sort of like how we skipped over a couple of issues on the last uh, episode. Yeah, the whole there, this this is uh, very much a standalone tale that yeah. contributes to the overall Doll's House arc, but doesn't yes. necessarily 
uh, doesn't necessarily... Yeah. It can be read on its own. And it's also 40 pages, which I remember when I first... I this In 2010, I started the uh, Tumblr called 2010comics.tumblr.com because my goal was to read 2010 comics in 2010. Because you didn't have enough going on. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I could read five and a half comics every day. Uh, I ended up reading only like 1,500, I think. Like, oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. String him up for the yeah. birds. Well, I promised... <laughs> My 200 Tumblr followers, something that I did not deliver on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, I need to read other things. I'm going to use this year to broaden my horizons. So I read all 75 issues of Sandman during that year. Uh, I remember when I came across this issue, I remember just like being really floored mm-hmm. at how epic it was. It's an unexpected 40 pages. It is number 14. There's nothing special about it. Like, Because usually, if you're coming from the superhero angle... You get 40-page issues when it's like the 25th, mm-hmm. or the 50th, or the 35th anniversary of the new team's debut, or something crazy like that. Yep. This is just a story that was 40 pages, I guess, because it needed to be 40 pages. Yeah. Uh, and I, I remember like being really like, well, that's that's a cool choice. Uh, and then also the fact that it is essentially a done-in-one story. Uh, it's like a be- total beginning, middle, and end, which in and of itself is very rare in comics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, this is really special. It's also incredibly disturbing. It is really dark. <laughs> really, it is dumb. really, yeah. really dark. It ends. Ho- <laughs> it ends hopefully. Let's let's say that. Yeah. I, I think it does. Yeah, at the very least. Uh, so uh, I kind of wanted to. Uh, well, we'll talk about the ending. Sure. Ending, yeah. but Sure. So, uh, yeah. well, well, Rebecca, let's let's get your take. <laughs> let's get your take. Your your uh, uh, immediate uh, exit polling. Well, I I laughed out loud at parts of it it is very dark mm-hmm. um i was kind of expecting like the team from like criminal minds to come busting in the doors oh, yeah. at any moment <laughs> yes um well let's talk about the plot of it very very quickly yeah, so yeah, that it, uh readers who... this takes place essentially it takes place at a serial a serial killer convention <laughs> which is being like marketed as a serial Ser- convention c-e-r-e-a-l uh, which is very clever um and Rose Walker, who's a character that was introduced in issue 10, four, four issues earlier, who herself is like the embodiment of a new dream vortex. She's like an 18-year-old girl who is basically, unbeknownst, the, like a very important thing, very Avatar-y. Yeah, she's a, she's a linchpin to the dreaming, yeah. uh, which is something that you find out. We're not spoiling anything okay. for you, Rebecca. <laughs> no, uh, spoil away, that's also fine. Like, okay. with me. <laughs> After reading this, I'm like, Sandman is one of the most ridiculously dense uh, things ever because everything comes back later. Uh, like, like Rose, when I first read this, I thought Rose was going to be like a protagonist of the series, but she's really only in like four issues, and then she's gone for a long time. Very long time, yeah. But like, she's she like has all the, there's like a bajillion characters, and they all affect each other, and they all like matter. Um, <clears throat> but it's her and her friend Gilbert, who is the Fiddler's Green... I do believe. Have you, how much of Sandman have you read? Uh, I believe you're. I believe you're right. Okay. It's been a really long time since yeah, I've read the too. rest of the series. Probably like ten years. Yeah, um, I have only read Sandman once, and it was two years ago. So I'm like very shaky. I tried to do some like, but they get they they're they're looking for her little brother Jed, who has been kidnapped, um, and they're like just staying at a hotel, which turns out to be the same hotel the serial killer convention is at, and then pretty much the rest of the issue just shows. Kind of like an improv scene, like what a serial killer convention would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. There's a lot of really fun, uh, like, uh, for lack of a better term, mapping uh, games in this where we have, like, the panel the panel of uh, women and ser- uh, women yeah. and serial killing, yep. which I thought was my favorite, where uh, you have uh, really women cool. and serial killing. 12.30 p.m., uh, you had the Grass Widow. Dog soup and dark angel, uh, and complaining about. Uh, I tell you, I'm sick and tired of women in our line being stereotyped as black widows or killer nurses. Uh, by the way, dark angel is a killer nurse sitting right yeah. beside her yeah. with a sour look on her face. I'm a serial killer and a woman, and I'm proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these are exactly the type. Replace serial killer with comedian or actress, and this yeah. is like all of our female friends' tumblers, which I fully support. <laughs> yes. Which I fully support. I'm yes. not... Uh, but but it, it very much... Um, well, and there's also like that really... Not 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 a funny bias, but like who is... The guy who was uh, posing to be the boogeyman or bogeyman. I don't really know how you spell boogie. 
Yeah, uh, I, 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 boogie is usually two O's. This yeah. was bogeyman. I didn't know what a bogeyman was, but anyway. I, I wonder if it. He, he, yeah, yeah. When he finds out that that uh, was it, duck soup. What's her name? Dog, dog soup. soup. Dog soup. He sees like, oh, dog soup's a woman. Oh man, like yeah. he's actually <laughs> bummed out about it. Yes, so I, I like, like the born again Christian who oh. like there's there's the one crazy guy who's like I'm a merciful God and I release men and women from the suffering and torment of their lives. And then the guy next to him's like, as a born again Christian, I want to disassociate myself from this madman. I do the bidding of the Lord. I wash the robes and make them white in the blood of the Lamb with my hammer of love. Yes. Thank you like, very much. Yeah. It's also, like, I wonder how much of this is influenced by comic book conventions. <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. all of it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. That was something that I was curious about, and I, um, I ran out of time, just flat out uh, didn't remember to look it up. But I had wondered if... Some of these serial killers in here were modeled after comic book creators, uh, like this one right here with the long beard who looks. Yeah. So I was just going like to say, Alan crazy Moore. yes, yes, he looks like crazy Alan Moore. Yeah, uh, Even which is more incredible. So with the recoloring. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here he's he has gray hair oh, with the brown hair. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh um, yeah, Brett's looking at this on the digital have, file, which is recolored and looks spectacular. Yeah, especially the thing that I love about it. This this is actually I feel like when. It, when you're reading it, and it's by Neil Gaiman and Mike Dringenberg, um, when you're reading it, it goes 11 pages of story, and then, like, when the Corinthian, who is going to become, like, the, who is, like, the main bad guy, bad guy, like, this is that black and white, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after he debuts, and then you turn the page, and then it's, like, this, it's this gorgeous title page of, like, the American flag bleeding onto this giant mural of serial killer faces and it just says collectors on it. Yeah. And what looks like blood. I'll tell you and what. It's we're a at... great title page and the fact that it was placed on the 12th page it makes it feel like, oh, this is serious, this is epic, like, this is yeah. not like anything I've ever read. And, you know, I, uh, I, that, that page is so gorgeous. Like, I... I, it, were it not for that credits box at the bottom, that's something oh, yeah. that I would cut out and hang up. Oh, it's yeah. really sick. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, too. I came into this, before I reread this, I remembered, now I read this when I was in college 10 years ago, and I remembered being disappointed by a lot of the art in Sandman. Yeah. There's a lot of, especially the early issues. Now, I'm a, I'm a Sam Keith fan, and uh, and I like his like sort of distorted physiology, and everything, and he draws, like, the first, like, seven or eight issues of yeah. Sandman. And I remember being really disappointed by that. And I, be- I remember being really disappointed by a lot of, like, the scratchy, almost sloppy art. But looking back on it, I definitely have a new appreciation for uh, for what uh, uh, Mike Dringenberg does in here. Because the, the scratchiness actually contributes to the story a lot more than my... Yeah sort of uppity ass appreciated when I read this the first time. Oh, where's the shoulder pads? Yeah. Why does why does no one's gun look like it's made out of paper towel tubes? <laughs> uh but it's um and and like I love I love the sort of cutout work that he does with like the wolf yeah. like the wolf yeah. imagery. Oh man, that is really disturbing. And it's like Neil Gaiman's like, you know what, this story about serial killer convention just isn't disturbing enough. <laughs> Let me have uh, Gilbert retell an original version of Little Red Riding Hood Yes, in the middle of it, which is so messed up. Okay, uh, wait, my favorite thing about that, though, is going into this, I knew very little about Sam and other than people liked it. I was hoping it was maybe <laughs> the story of, like... A creature called Sandman who went and visited Insomniacs and yeah. helped them go to sleep. Sure. Very far off. <laughs> I, liked, I liked how... The relaunch is called, like, <laughs> Lunesta or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I liked how in this, I'm like, okay, so she's having trouble sleeping. She's knocking on the guy's door. He's maybe able to tell her a story. She'll go to sleep. And he tells her the creepiest fucking story yeah. yes. you can possibly tell someone. Yep. Who's yeah. having trouble sleeping? It's like Little Red Riding Hood, except for the wolf goes to the grandmother's house, flays her skin, makes her blood into like makes it makes it into a, like a wine glass, and then makes Little Red Riding Hood drink her grandmother's blood and eat her flesh, and then get into bed with the wolf. You guys, yeah. I am glad that I am not the son or daughter of Neil Gaiman, yeah. <laughs> because I have to tell me a story, Daddy, and he just like yeah. hops up, hops up like a like a goblin on a stool. <laughs> With, like, his knees up by it, and he's like, well, you see, child. It's, it's also, like, um, it's really interesting because uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, fantastic, and I feel like he's fantastic because he makes all these serial killers very 
well-rounded and sympathetic to like i actually like i like these guys like the dude who is running the whole thing the one who you said <laughs> yeah. looked like john hodgman earlier yeah <laughs> yes he like just seems like a very nervous guy who just really wants to put on this convention and make very mousy happy. And, yeah. and but then like right before he goes on to the um stage there's these great cutaways when they like when they're talking about a serial killer it cuts away to like a what color is it in you guys it's, it's like black it's black, white, and red in mine. It's yeah, it's like, like pink. pink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of of them and their serial killer life to like introduce you to them. Yes, and it's like him, like he's like a hunter who, like I guess like skins and like utilizes people. Doesn't he like make ties out of people's skin? Yes, he, he has that's one for every doctor. occasion. That's the doctor. But it's like they like show you like all these like pretty sympathetic people, and then it's like oh no 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 wait they're serial killers and they just give you one panel that glimpses into this other part of their life and it's like oh this is terrifying <laughs> yeah anyone could be a serial killer you guys celebrities they're just like us yeah <laughs> they have the same insecurities they make the same ties out of flesh <laughs> uh, and like in like a fun land who's like just really okay just let's really talk about Funland for a second <laughs> because it's very obvious that Funland goes to Disney World yes. to kidnap children. And rape and murder them? Oh, rape and murder oh, them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's there's, there's uh, probably some butt touching and some diddling before they die. Yeah. Uh, which is really <laughs> disturbing. But, uh, and, and I like to, I feel like uh, he was definitely wearing Mickey Mouse ears in the first draft of all of these issues. And they were like, yeah. no. So cleverly, they turned them into bat Point, ears. Yeah. Which is what Walt Disney did with to get Mickey Mouse. It used to be Wait, what? it used to be a bunny and then the newspaper that he was drawing the comics for I was just at Disney World and watched the video on it. Oh, I saw your Instagram it be, feed. Yeah, it was wonderful. It used to be a bunny, but the newspaper that he was drawing the comics for like he left them and they sold the rights to his rabbit. So Oh, he right. It and was it, it Oswald into the Rabbit? Yeah. Yes. Oswald yes. the Rabbit. See, I didn't know so, that about Oswald. That's uh that's so interesting. I think it was Oswald. So he had like he had he had created Oswald like work for hire yeah. and left and the syndicate left. or something or the paper. Yeah, and, and they, they kept... sold they sold the rights and kept, well they kept the rights and then they sold the rights and so he just changed the ear shape and made it oh, a mouse. No kidding. And then Mickey Mouse. That is so interesting. And then they did the same thing with Funland. And now yeah. and now the mouse is a bat. Yeah. yeah. And he like I, he's. A big, he's just like a big, he's, he, I feel like is the most comic book convention-y stereotype of all these, because he's like this big. He's, he's like a perverse version of comic book guy. Yeah. Yes. He's like Simpsons. this like big, nervous, like really like, like, I don't know how to talk to girls. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like they have a serial killer dance and he's like watching the door because he doesn't <laughs> know like mm -hmm. who to talk to. Mm -hmm. um, but, <clears throat> but then when Rose, who's like about, who is a young girl, who's like 18 or 19 maybe, mm -hmm. when, she, when he sees her, it's like, oh, that part of the character comes alive. He chases her down, wearing a wolf shirt. That's a thing I just noticed. Yes. Um, chases her down and then tries to kill and rape her. Yeah. Because uh, the, 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 they kind of drive the parallel home when he says, you can take that dress off. You yeah. won't need it anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, oh the gosh. wolf. Yeah. He is the wolf. And and, and I'll tell you, uh, if were it not for his really great... Uh, characterization early in the issue, I think the dream that Morpheus puts Funland into, with all of the children saying, we'll never make fun of you, yeah. I don't think it would hit as hard. Oh, no, yeah. Right, if he was, uh, if, if all of these characters were a little more of a stereotype. Yeah, because it, it's really weird, because, like, yeah, his dream is just to, like, have people like him. Yeah. Which is shown in his non-serial killer part of the book. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question. Sure. Morpheus... At the end, sort of punishes all of them by making them realize what they really are. Yes. So why does he put Funland in a place where he's happy? That is an excellent question. Well, well, here's here's how I'll try to continuity fix. All right, continuity <laughs> fix. Uh, so I think if I were to uh, sort of extrapolate off the top of my head. I would say that Morpheus needed to subdue Funland in the easiest way possible, and because he's about to fuck Rose, yeah, because Morpheus, right. because Morpheus understands the inner desires of almost every single human on Earth because yeah. he can see their dreams. Okay. He puts him in a place that will that will most quickly subdue him. So I don't think that Funland wasn't subjected to the same sort of realization. I think that it just happened off-panel. Yeah 
while okay. he was sleeping, and when he wakes up, he's going to realize okay. the type of person. Although, to be fair, I would say, of all of the people in in this issue, um, I think Funland is the closest to that sort of realization of what he is. Yeah. Because he's the one, I, I think that the reason he can't talk to girls and the reason that he can't, and maybe I'm projecting, oh God, I hope I'm not projecting. <laughs> Do you uh, relate to this <laughs> pedophile serial killer? Yeah, 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 guys, guys, we all, we all, we've all been there, right? Our upper uh, lips start sweating uh, and, uh, he knows where I live. He knows where I live. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brett, I'm just going to take a nap. No, my boyfriend's in there. Uh, oh, oh, okay, cool. We're gonna hang out for a while. If you hear any screaming uh, or broken glass, uh, call nine one one podcast <laughs> listeners. Yeah. This is going Ben. This is going up right away. <laughs> uh, but I think that um, I, what's interesting to me is uh, so many of these other so many of these other serial killer characters have these sort of uh, megalomania complexes. They they they're uh, they're very oh, full yeah. of themselves and they're very justified. Yeah. He's the only character I think that is that is closest to that realization, which is why I think he stutters and and is upset. Oh, yeah. And at one point even uh, and dummy, I should have had my reference ready uh, so that I don't waste everybody's well, time for the moment yeah versions uh, there's there's one place where he tries to uh where he's explaining what he does and he yeah. was uh Is the page with the, where they're sitting out in front of the dance area yes yeah yeah uh he's talking about the type of girls that he looks for oh okay so yeah this is this was another thought that i had too about it is you know he listens to where they hunt. He listens to where his uh, this other guy hunts. I only yeah. go to discos when I'm hunting. And he says, I wouldn't hunt in places like that. He only hunts in, like, the happiest place on Earth. Because it's the only place that he can go that will make him happy enough to justify what he's doing yeah. to these people. That is so yeah. fucked up. <laughs> it's really fucked up. Yeah. Um, it's terrifying. Yeah. So think about that, Rebecca. You were just at Disney World. I know. <laughs> you probably walked by this guy like five times. I think yeah. I did. And it's a great point because he's like, I kill people there and they will never tell anyone or it will never get out because yeah. they want to keep it secret. There's like a rumor like Disney, if you like die at Disney, they like yeah. transport you off Disney because property no before one... they declare you dead. Like, yeah. When you, it's they don't so want yeah. They, they also, so uh, a couple of other things that are pretty certain they're fact. One um, if you make it, if you shoplift something mm-hmm. at a uh, Disney store in Disney World and make it out of the store, they will not stop you in the streets because they do not want to make it look like anything less than the happiest place on earth. Oh wow! I wish um, I'd known that before. I was <laughs> <there>. <laughs> uh, do they have like super crazy security in every store just to like? I n- I don't know. I think they're all plain closed. It's yeah. it's been a few years. I I, only I went would to... love to be clotheslined by like Gaston, <laughs> yeah. right? Or yeah, like no, yeah, it would be Gaston. Just, just oh, would Mickey like, or yeah. something shoot his <laughs> arm out? No, it'd be you know my luck. It'd be John Smith. Yeah. Ah, like, oh, son uh, of a bitch. No. Um, it would actually just be Mel Gibson. I, know. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't watch that movie anymore, knowing it's Mel Gibson. Oh, it makes yeah. makes sense. Um, the Corinthian, the reveal. Okay. Of his teeth eyes, <laughs> I remember being uh, the like when I first read it. Like that is the scariest thing now, I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> I I have to say I took it. This was one of. So I was talking about the art before. I di- I was disappointed in a couple of reveals, and I wasn't sure if it was the art or the color. And looking at your copy yeah. of the reveal of the Corinthian, the Corinthian has uh, two little mouths where his eyes should be. So he always wears glasses. And in the reveal of the original issue, the the coloring is uh, is very dark and. Yeah. Uh, and the reveal is kind wait, of wait, thrown off. Three I, different do versions? We, we have three different uh, colors. Yours is pink, mine's blue. What's and yours? mine is like crazy red. Yeah, y- huh. yours. In, and the thing is, um, I think in the recolored version, the the colors are contrasting enough so that the reveal is more uh, prominent and sharp. But the way that it's colored in the original, I was uh, I was really disappointed because this is a big scary reveal. Yeah. And the way that it's the way that it's sort of drawn and the way that uh, it's colored, it just looks like he has fucked up eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> See now, look at that. Now those are colored white 
with like rims, and yeah. those are very clearly yeah. demon teeth. Yeah, yours are orange. Mine are yellow. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. blue with yellow teeth. That's weird. Yeah, teeth eyes. Guys, they recolor Sandman like a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I was disappointed in that one, but very scary reveal. Well, the cover of it, if you that. look, like the cover of it is the Corinthian, like this weird... very subtle, very yeah, subtle. Like, I didn't even really. Like, it takes me a long time to realize, but the cover is like what you can't really tell is like a face obscured by shadow, but what yeah. I should be is a mouth, and it's. Yeah, and, and if you were if you were to just glance past it, it looks like a closed eye with eyelashes. Yeah, uh, but when uh, what, what, who was this? Uh, Charles Vest or Dave? Charles Vest or no, uh, no, no, not Vest. Uh, Dave McKeon. Yeah, Dave McKeon that did all the covers. Co- uh, collages. Yeah. Oh man, uh, that's like one of those beautiful little subtle things that uh, horrifying. So I um, we've now read exclusively '90s stuff. <laughs> That's true. And uh, if you look at the other two things we've read, superheroes in the 90s, and there's this in the 90s, and it's very crazy to me that they existed, like, flip side of the same coin. Sure. Like, this seems so 90s to me, like like Dream himself. Like that, like, super goth, uh, big hair. Oh, yeah. Like, pale, like, thin, like, you know. That's what, what the 90s, I don't know, were... Just with the '90s word to me, guy. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting that like all this existed in the exact same time frame. Oh, sure. It's like this is channeling that other stuff that wasn't shown in mainstream. This comics. was this was uh, this was happening in the suburbs where people weren't always wearing leather jackets and bike shorts everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike in uh, the mainstream Marvel and DC stuff. I say that actually, this took place before uh, Vertigo. Yes. So how about that? Yeah. Um. And I don't know if you know this, but DC created an imprint because of, uh, yeah, because of the stories in the Sandman called Vertigo. Mm-hmm. And these were, and Vertigo was going to be a sort of half creator owned or creator acknowledged, yeah. uh, dark mature books. Oh, okay. So uh, there were there were a bunch of uh, periphery Sandman titles, and there were also a lot of other uh, very disturbing preacher. One of the greatest yeah. comic books to ever uh, grace a page was also a Vertigo title. And now Sandman is released under the Vertigo imprint, isn't it? Yes. I think it is. Yeah, the, uh, I think Vertigo started in 91, so it yeah. was about a year after this story took place. Yeah. And I wonder how much this story had to do with that. Yeah. Well, is there this, or there's an issue, like issue 8 or whatever. It's oh! It's 24 Hours Diner, which is just where a guy, it's like, no, I think it's like 6 or 7, where like, a bad guy gets a hold of one of Sandman or Morpheus's like rubies that I guess like it's been so long lets him alter emotions or alter reality. So he goes to a diner, and then the entire issue is just that ruby and the bad guy infecting everyone around him until they all like murder each other or commit suicide yeah. within a day span of the diner. And it's yeah. depressing, really depressing. But how accessible was this issue of Sandman for someone who hasn't who didn't uh, read any before it? Um, yeah. Well, I thought it was really interesting. I liked the serial killer convention concept. I thought it was really dark and really funny. And then Morpheus kind of threw me off because everything was (laughs) very like, okay, sort of grounded in reality. And then all of a sudden it was like David Bowie from the labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah. Like he kind of like came in and saved the day very suddenly at the end, which was like, Interesting, but I was also like, I just want to know. I want to know more about these. I want to see more of these convention panels. So, yeah, yeah. These are the only time any of these characters ever appear in the series, except for yeah. the Corinthian, because yeah. the Corinthian is a nightmare that that Morpheus created, mm-hmm. who went rogue, uh, and like towards the end of the series, he recreates the Corinthian because there have to be nightmares or whatever. I think yeah. is like if I remember correctly. So he does come back, but like this is all we get of all these characters, and it's like they're so rich. Like you want to know more about them. Or not, because they're awful people who do awful <laughs> things and make me scared. Now, Rebecca, you you watch a lot of uh, our our last episode. We had uh, uh, Hallie Kiefer on, and she also is uh, she watches a lot of you know um, uh, episodic television. Mm-hmm. And you're a big fan of episodic yes. storytelling in television. So, uh, how if if you were to compare what you read here. Uh, I have my own thoughts, but I'm curious what you, if you were to compare this to, to a, a TV show, like what, like what type or like what genre, uh, what what 
could you compare this to or what stuck out? Well, it seems like it could fit in... Like, it depends on, on which way you, you take it. Like, you could either do it like a police procedural yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it could also be like a kind of crazy, like, AMC miniseries. Yeah. You know, that went, like, super dark and it was like a <laughs> six-episode arc at, like, the serial killer yes. convention. Yeah. While the girl's trying to find her brother, who you then find out has <laughs> been there the whole time. <laughs> How mad. If this had never existed and Ames, like, Neil Gaiman in 2012 went to AMC and was like, I got a six-issue, uh, like, miniseries that I want to do. Episode six... A dude who looks a lot like David Bowie from The Labyrinth <laughs> shows up. Like, wait a second. Yeah. Hold on. Hold, Hold on. on. So it's five do? episodes of serial killers and one episode oh. of a guy in a share wig that looks like a glass milk statue. Yeah. He comes in in a wizard's robe. Oh, wait, wait a second. We casted a really attractive, hot awesome Hollywood actor and you're gonna tell us he has mouths for eyes <laughs> mouths yeah, for yeah. eyes girls are watching this cause they wanna have sex with him they wanna look in his eyes and see themselves not a tongue yeah <laughs> yeah I don't think AMC or anything this is really weird you know this this felt to me and a lot of a lot of Sandman uh, felt this way uh, like a like a it reminded me of like some type of like gritty type of 70s uh, it, almost like the the Incredible yeah. Hulk TV show where the Hulk only shows up like at the very end of the episode, and that was for budget reasons. But yeah. this, um, it's like uh, so much body paint for such a big man. <laughs> uh, uh, throughout Sandman, Neil Gaiman, it feels like he will tell these stories and take his time, and especially here, he lets all of the characters give themselves enough rope to hang themselves with. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and then he Sandman. drops the MacGuffin into the middle yeah. of it. And he, the and the and Sandman just tightens the noose around yeah. all of their necks. Happens a lot. And Sandman is probably only in of the seventy five issues. Sandman's probably only in like fifty to fifty five. Like yeah. there are a lot of them where they like because Sandman is more indicative of the universe that Neil Gaiman created of like the endless. Because Sandman is one of seven siblings, I do believe. Like desire, uh, dream, delirium, death. delight, death. Like and. He just created this entire world of all these dimensions, like the dreaming, hell, like all this. Yeah. And such a rich world. Oh, I highly recommend, by the way, if you're going to go back and if you're not going to go back and read all of Sandman, if you do go back and read any of it, uh, you should go back and read uh, the issues where Morpheus goes to hell to okay. collect his mask. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Lucifer. Uh, well, I won't tell you what happens, but it is. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, yeah. By the way, spoiler okay. alerts for number 14 of Sandman. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, guys, we're going to start the episode over again. <laughs> hey, um, I, what, what we were talking about, about how Sandman shows up at the end, I remember... Okay, wait. Is Sandman in this? Which one's Sandman? Oh, he's uh, Morpheus. Morpheus is Sandman. Morpheus okay. is Sandman. Yes. Okay. Yes. That make, okay. He's got he, it. He, he's Dream of the Endless. Yes. He's Morpheus, and he's Sandman. He yeah, has three different. Names. He okay. has like a million different names. Yeah. Basically, he is the he is the I don't want to say living, but he is the embodiment of of the dreamscape in yeah. any reality, any reality actually, because there are other like he shows up on other planes and in other worlds yeah. and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. After I finished this, I went to Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh no! Took like one look and just went. I'll just no, no, no. It's no, no. There was like another plane. There was a planet. Each character had more than one name. I was like, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you. Most comic book characters' Wikipedia pages are longer than like that of like the the Large Hadron Collider. (laughs) Yeah, and stuff stuff that will actually affect our reality. Uh, Well. Boomer, boom, boom, meltdown, tap at the Smith affects my reality. That's true. That's true. X-Force for life. What's my problem? Uh, My Um, friend Casey, who has a fantastic podcast called Flee the Scene, everyone should check that out, uh, (laughs) told me one time, uh, he he showed me some government law, and he was like, you see, it's only like a 250-word entry, and I said, yeah. And then he clicked on... (laughs) Then he opened the Wikipedia entry for... uh, Knuckles the Enchita from Sonic the Hedgehog, and it was five times as long. Only Why? Five. Only five? Well, that's because nerds edit the internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, one moment, please. <laughs> we, we run this. Yeah, yeah. We run this. Yo, guy. we run this. 
But I, I remember when I read Sandman, I didn't know if I was going to get into it because I'm such a, like, the X-Men are my thing. Like, superheroes are my thing. But, like, Sandman, the issues where Sandman does show up, he is a weird version of a superhero in some way. Uh, because, like, in this, he shows up and saves someone, but it's from a very... I want to say if, like, superheroes were real, they'd probably be more like Sandman. I don't know. Yeah, you know... he's not, like, he's not... He's just a powerful thing. What, what, uh, I don't know what, what I'm saying, but... Well, I, what <laughs> always interests me about about Morpheus and about... Uh, well, I'll say Sandman, because yeah. we know... Anyways. Um, <laughs> the uh, What interests me about this character and what... What initially I found frustrating until I until I kind of figured this out, and as soon as I did, I I, uh, I really appreciated it and loved it that much more, is that he's a character that doesn't make decisions. He yeah. stands there and lets you weigh your options and doesn't tell you, like, <laughs> there's no wrong decision with him, I think. There's only consequences of a decision. Yeah. And there's, oh, it, man. you know, there's no black and white to it. It's It's him standing there saying... You're going to make a decision because you have to, and the consequences are yours to live with. That is your choice as a person of free will, and that is uh, that is also subsequently the uh, the burden that you have to live with as a creature of free will. Yeah, does that make uh, sense? Yeah, to, uh... it, that makes sense. I I wouldn't have gotten that from just this issue. Sure, I don't think. Sure, he kind of shows up and goes, "You guys all kill people." Yeah. <laughs> punishment dealt yeah well well i sort of uh yeah 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 looking at it um from like just the one issue he certainly does come in and be like booyah 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 (laughs) which is the magic word that sandman (laughs) uses bippity boppity booyah (laughs) my recolored edition has a lot of booyahs (laughs) yeah yeah a lot of sound effects yeah ski ratch yeah yeah. uh also everyone has ipods for some reason yeah yeah ipods in everyone's hands they're only colored in though it's only colored (laughs) into the arts you can tell it looks different that's, That's I was weird. trying to imagine what their hashtags would be for their convention panels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what would... Serial con, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that. I, I was hoping there'd be more serial-related puns. Like, they were really serious about... Oh, yeah. You know, Fruity Loops and... Yeah. Know. I just... I liked when they were in the elevator and Rose goes, some of these serial nerds are kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she was talking about the dude with teeth for eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. See, AMC knows. Yeah. They, they, they got their pulse. They got the finger on the pulse. I feel like I exposed some sort of part of me by picking this. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I could be an adult, too. (laughs) Brett's going to take eight showers after we record this. Never clean. Never clean. I read this again, and I thought, like, is it okay for me to like this? Like, there's a whole page where just this one dude just talks about how he used to murder cats. Yeah. Yeah. And how he really weighed the choice of, like, when can he move on to killing people. And then he felt really good when he did. See, when I finished, I felt like I should have been more disturbed, but I read it after marathoning, like, half a season of Criminal Minds. Oh, okay. So, yeah. this was like, oh, these guys. I know oh, these yeah, guys. Yes. How about uh, this? You know. How about how about this? How about this for, for a panel? All right? It took me a couple minutes. <laughs> Thought it up. It's not going not gonna to be worth it now, Matt. You build it up too much. But, uh, cheerio knows how to be happy in your line of work. <laughs> Well, I mean, it got laughs. All right, so fair enough. Worked. All right. Was, you know, good build yeah, up. yeah. Good build up. Yeah. Culture of applause. Yeah. yeah. Uh, life or not life serial. <laughs> All right, that's no, too far. <laughs> too far. Went a yard too far, Matt. Uh, See, so yeah, I would have been. Man, because this is so close to being a sketch. This issue is it, it really so is. Close it reminds me of like an SNL sketch. You yeah. can see it. It's like if they had just like pushed it a little more. Mm-hmm. But like no, Neil Gaiman like just played it so real and so heartbreaking and so creepy. Yeah, yeah, and I'll say too, uh, the, you know, again the the art, the the grittiness of it really adds to the sort of uh, the the you know the the. Yeah energy of this because i'll tell you what too when they when they cut to and i didn't realize this uh but whenever whenever they're in convention like there's there's really fascinating detail but then when they cut to each of the serial killers lives while they're murdering people yeah there is uh the detail is so much more interesting like his use of like shade and oh yeah i'm wondering if that zip tone oh yeah on there that uh that is just uh it makes it almost look realer. Like to these people, real life 
isn't existence. It's the sort of play world that helps them get to where they feel alive and real, which is when they're gutting people from ass to tea kettle. It's like when I'm on the stage doing improv and when I'm off the stage doing improv. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, totally. <laughs> so these guys are like improvisers. Yeah. I get it now. I relate. Okay. Uh, I will oh, say the Corinthian does have a pretty nasty 90s outfit. White I, jeans, yeah. white cut-off yeah. t-shirt. He's not wearing Those white sunglasses, jeans. sunglasses, although the sunglasses are kind of necessary. Yes, yeah. he does yeah. need to be wearing right. But they're round. They're round. Those they're are round. The, the small round ones. Yeah. Very, very 90s. Very 90s. Yeah, it's like he's in Toad the Wet Sprocket. Although I like... Yeah. I All like I with... want is to kill this girl. <laughs> <laughs> I like with Funland, he has the wolf shirt, which is like Neil Gaiman predicted the three wolf yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyone who wears one of those shirts again. There you go. Character nowadays would wear a Unironically. Wow. Well, guys, we all survived that nightmare. Dream. I do want to talk briefly about the actual physical copy that Brett pulled off of his wall. It has two, a couple of amazing things in here. One of them is a full one, two, three. Four, keep going, keep counting. Five, keep counting. six, what? seven. What? It is a it is a double sided uh, seven page gatefold pullout uh, promoting Clive Barker's The Night Breed. It has character photos for each character. Is that a TV show? That was a TV show, wasn't it? I think was so. Yeah, yeah, it was a syndicated TV show, wasn't it? Yeah. Um there uh it, it's it's endlessly fascinating. This is like the perfect place to advertise that, though. I, mean, yeah. I think it's smart marketing, but um, like uh, here we have Boone and Kinski, Leroy, Leroy Gom, Chocolate, <laughs> the monster, a monster of mystery. Chocolate has many children, as she has secrets. No two are alike, but then no occupant of median resembles any other except in this. <laughs> They all have walked through all nightmares. That's what Morpheus sounds like, right? That's it. I, I always imagined him to have a sort of echo and a very soft, yeah. not like a yeah, goody. Yeah. <laughs> More like a, yeah. your, your choices have been made. Yeah. <laughs> like he probably isn't even moving his mouth. It's just like words are existing. <laughs> what, if, what if Morpheus, I want you to read a line of Morpheus' Fred Schneider. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Which one, guys? <laughs> and as for you, Rose Walker, heal, heal, and breathe, then leave this building. I have other business here, and I would not see you further troubled. <laughs> <laughs> would you want to be saved? Yes. <laughs> would you? You are Paul Lind. You disappoint me, Corinthian. You and these humans you inspired and created disappoint me. You were my masterpiece, or so I thought. <laughs> Charles Musselwelly, as we established in episode two, is the exact same as Paul Lynn. That's true. That's true. Oh, I Voice love wise, it. Not comedy wise. Oh, oh my, my God, I love guys, it. Uh, the world, Neil Gaiman. Yeah. He brought us to. Oh. I promise, we're going to be back on. Uh, we're going to be. We're not going to get this dark again for a while. Yeah, we got really dark in the last couple episodes. Way to, way to go. Two out of three yeah. of our full uh, full episode releases well, are... Yeah. I didn't expect there to be so much mental trauma in The Incredible Hulk, but man, there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, There was a lot of mental trauma there, and there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of just general trauma <laughs> in this issue of Sandman. So, uh, so Rebecca, what, what were your takeaways here? How'd you feel about this? Uh, what, uh, what were your thoughts? What were your complaints? Uh, I liked it. Uh, I, I'll probably go back and try to read more Sandman after this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I well, because I wanted to know more. Like, you, like you get to know all of these serial killer characters, but there's other characters sort of that bookend it with yeah. Rose and the Gilbert guy who looks sure. like Teddy Roosevelt, yeah. and uh, yeah. also with Sandman himself. That you're like, I want to know. There's obviously a bigger story going on. Oh yes. That yeah. that is very intriguing. Um, there's a lot more with those three in the series. Yeah. Whereas so, all all the serial killers who take up the majority of the issue. Never see again. Never again. Never <laughs> ever again. Yeah, Although, I thought it was good. Internet people, 
please, if you do know that they do appear in some other time, please tweet at me and yell at me and follow me. Yeah. <laughs> I will accept you yelling at me and correcting me as long as you follow me on Twitter. <laughs> at, at Brett White. Um, that would be awesome if someone was like, well, actually, uh, Funland was a member of <laughs> Justice League Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the Teen Titans on a parallel universe. Yeah, he was, he was he in. He would the be Teen in the Titans. Teen Titans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, he would be he in. Would be, he yeah. would be in the Teen Titans. He would be I just in. made the one into the zero move with my hands. Hey, guys. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for stopping by, Rebecca. And Thank you for reading. inviting me. Yeah, yeah, Rebecca, uh, real yeah. real fast, plug every plug everything, everything you want to. Go for uh, it. I'm on Twitter and Tumblr at ry Eisenberg, and I'm on Tumblr also at I Spy a Famous Face. Yay! Awesome. Um, also, anything uh, the the issue that we read today, we will be putting a link up on the website for you to yeah. purchase that, as well as to be able to purchase in. Any of the collected editions. Uh, yeah. This is, I think this is in, like the second absolute It's in the version. second trade paperback. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Which is Doll's House. Yes. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll put that up. We'll put that up for you. Please click through to Amazon from there because that does kick a little back to us. And as we established yeah. last time, we record this. And we're in a cave now. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're in a cave. We couldn't afford it. We got kicked out of the yeah, open got field. Out of the apartment. Yeah. And now it, we're in a cave. And by cave, we mean we crawled in a sewer grate on yeah. 34th Street. It's a New York cave. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can follow me at, at Brett White on Twitter. I'm also on a UCB sketch team called Everything Rabbits. If you live in New York and want to come stalk me, I will not be on stage. But I did write sketches for that team. Uh, that's it for me. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash thematlittle, facebook.com slash thematlittle. Uh, also have a, uh, a sketch podcast called Left-Handed Radio. We do that live once a month at UCB Theater East, if you are in New York as well. Um, check us out. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's... If you want to uh, go to our website, mattandbrettlovecomics.com, you can also please like us on Facebook. Like us on like, Facebook. We got like 10 likes, and I want a lot more likes. Yeah, 11. yeah. I think I'm 11. 11. Yeah! Let's double up those ones. Double um, up those ones. And if you, if you have a second, I know we keep asking you to do all this shit, <laughs> you guys. Are you keeping a list? Um, right after you do that, if you could jump over to iTunes and just leave a review and a comment, uh, those actually do help us, uh, yeah. and we would appreciate that ever so much so and also thanks to man the thanks and plugs are going almost as long as the talk <laughs> yes. about mickey mouse earlier yeah uh thanks to our producer ben regim at benzato.com at benzato benzato.com who does all this stuff for, i'm having a stroke a stroke oh well now that brett is gurgling on his couch i will finish the episode out by saying thanks so much for listening this is now just matt loves comics <laughs> Uh, uh, this has been Matt Little. I'm Brett White. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> uh, we'd love to thank our guest, Rebecca Eisenberg, for coming in and kicking ass today. Yay! 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 Yeah, push your, push your palms together, keep your fingers splayed and backwards so only your palms touch. And that is how we clap. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening, you guys. We will see you next episode. Yeah.